Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith that is ultimately about inspiring hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this at mygatewayfellowship.com. There are so many more people who need to be in here to be worshiping in a way that is sincere, that is honest, that is happy, that is joyful, that is comfortable, and that is so powerful. So you have to find a way to bring your friends and bring your colleagues into this place where they will be welcomed and loved and honored, no questions asked. In fact, I felt so comfortable. I really feel like taking off my shoes, you know? I still feel like I want to take them off. So, you know, don't be surprised if I do. I, Terry asked me um, just this week to be here with you today, and I was so thrilled. He doesn't know, maybe he hasn't had a chance to think about it, but really he was answering a prayer. I was scheduled um, to be in the Cayman Islands. I'd been there last year um, for a family life ministry. Presentation went great. And we had an agreement back then that I would have come back for Mother's Day this year. Except that everyone got so busy. The people who were organizing it got really busy. I was really busy. I didn't follow up. By the time they called last week, I said, it's just too late to jumpstart this right now. But at the same time, it's Mother's Day. I didn't want to be home alone. I didn't want to miss this opportunity to be here to reflect and, you know, to express my love and my respect and gratitude to all of you women and mothers who are here and to recognize the extraordinary role that you play. And even though it's Mother's Day, You know, we have to salute our men folk as well, because we know that they're all of them. You know, we understand sometimes that we think they don't quite get it. I'm sure you've said that before to your husband or your son. You just don't get it. But we also must acknowledge that they have their emotions too, that they get it. Maybe they express it in a different way, but they want the same things that we want. They want the best for their um, families, for you, for the wives, and, and for the mothers. So as we reflect on motherhood and Mother's Day, which, you know, it's traditionally set aside to acknowledge mothers, but it's also a good time to remember how it all began. I, I like to do this because we get so caught up into the commercialism that I must have a bouquet of roses, I must have a new necklace or a new ring, or I must go to the spa, whatever. But, you know, Mother's Day really came about because of um, a group of women who wanted to advocate for, um, for social change. Um, Julia Jarvis really wanted a time for the special needs of women to be highlighted. And I'm talking about um, better conditions in education, in housing, and in healthcare. It was also about striving for peace over wars. So that as few women as possible would end up losing their husbands or their sons or both 
to senseless violence. Okay, th those needs are still as great today. You know, the need for social justice in so many areas are as strong or stronger than they ever w were. Life, you know, seems to become more challenging or maybe it's simply that all our lives have become so public and we're privy not just the bad news from next door, but from wherever in the world they happen. Two weeks ago, for example, if you have been paying attention in Bangladesh, a factory collapsed. The death toll has now reached more than a thousand. Most of them are women. They are poor women who are doing exactly what we do every day, you know, finding a way to provide for their families. That's why they were in that factory. Earlier this week, three women regained their freedom after 10 years in captivity and during the most horrendous conditions you can imagine. One of those women, this is the part of the story that I like, if there's anything about it to like, but Amanda Berry, when she got a chance to come out, this is the first woman who came out, Amanda ran back inside for the little girl. This was a little girl who was born to her by a man who raped her, who abused her, who kidnapped her, took her away from her own family. But in that moment, everything that is good about motherhood and humanity and womanhood came to the front. She ran back to get the little girl. Last December, there was Newtown. 26 lives were lost. But think about how many families will spend tomorrow, Mother's Day, thinking about the child, the mother, the grandmother, the niece or sister who was so senselessly and brutally taken from them. And this is what I mean when I say there's just so much about social justice that we need to advocate for. You know, we know a lot of times, I'm sorry. I learned a long time ago, you know, when I look at the intersection of all that is going on, and I try to figure out something that, you know, parts of it that does make sense. I find some very interesting lessons about how God answers prayer. I learned a long time ago that God does answer our prayers. I learned also that we have to look and listen for those answers because there's no real formula. We don't know how our prayers will be answered, and we do not know who he will use to help to provide the answers that we need at a given time. We do not know when we are being used as instruments to answer the prayers of others. And yes, we are who God uses to answer the prayer of others. I mean, just think about it. When was the last time you saw an angel flapping around with wings in Union Station? You know? I don't think that there are any highlighters in heaven either. I don't think that God is going to come out and write on the sky, memo to grace, don't go to the party tomorrow night. What God does is provide the opportunities for us wherein we will find the answers that we seek. We therefore have to look and listen, and we have to pray for wisdom to recognize when our prayers are being answered. No is also an answer. Not no is an answer. All of our, our prayers will not be answered how we want them to or when we want them. 
but I'm trusting. I have come to trust that it is okay because he sees a picture that is beyond my human ability. I've learned that mistakes and pain are a part of our human journey. It makes little sense then to pray for a life without pain. What makes sense is to pray to live or live on that higher ground so that you do not become an instrument through which pain is inflicted on others. More and more, I'm coming to recognize that there are some people who just live to inflict pain on others. And you wonder what is inside of them that is so sad and so sorrowful and so broken, you know, that even those who call themselves Christians just seem to live for that moment to make you hurt. You don't want to be that. So when you pray, you pray for compassion so that when you recognize those who are in pain, your only impulse will be to reach out, to try to alleviate that pain however you can. Once upon a time, I was in a lot of pain. On the surface, I was holding it together and getting through it one day at a time. By the grace of God. In the midst of that emotional pain, I went to the dentist one day. And I had this most extraordinary experience. I sat in the chair. And that emotional pain and the physical pain that I was feeling, you know, those little pricks kept pricking me with that little instrument, and they all just seemed to merge into one. It just became one and the same. And it was so excruciating. And I really don't know how I sat through it. The grace of God. And in the midst of it, I said, God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you letting this happen to me? Why? You have had those moments too when you cry to the Lord, why? Because you don't understand. And I heard an answer, and it was simple, and it said, so that you can understand what pain is. So that you can understand the needs of those in pain. So that your journey will never be about inflicting pain on others. So that in the face of the pain of others, you will exercise nothing but empathy and compassion. Be the woman of grace that you are called to be. Most importantly, you will no longer accept the impulse or the desire of others, man, woman, or beast, to inflict pain on you. And when you see pain being inflicted on others, you will have the courage to stand up. Motherhood is not for the faint of heart. It is about strength and courage. In my case, my own strength and that of my daughters, I had to be strong for them. And I had to teach them to be strong and to be courageous. My mother, oh, by the way, um, Pete, that hymn that we just sang was one of her favorite too. The first time I'd been here, I just lost my dad. And this time, I basically just lost my mom last October. She was a paradox, but there are some things that were constant through my life. One, she believed in God, and her belief was unquestioning and absolute, like the faith of a child. She believed in his righteousness, and she believed in the power of prayer. She was as tough as a lion. She feared nothing, and she prayed endlessly. She also read the scriptures all the time, and she read them aloud, so that some of my favorite passages I learned as a child, just listening to her, this was one of her, her favorite. I'm sure you'll recognize it. God is our refuge and strength, 
a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. And this was her favorite verse, five, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. And the next one, Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When I tell people that I'm not afraid, that I can't be afraid, a lot of the times they don't understand why. But if you grow up listening and repeating these affirmations all your life, you'll understand why I'm not afraid. Not of the terror of the night, nothing. I'm not afraid. I trust in God and I pray. My mom passed last October, exactly a year after my dad. Christmas 2012 was my first without my parents. And I returned to work January 2, still grieving and still trying to wrap my mind around the fact that this one human being, whose unconditional love I could always count on was suddenly gone from my life. I checked my voicemail and returned a call to WGTS, the very first of my workday, when I learned that John Conrad had passed earlier that morning. It is because of John why I'm here today. It was John who introduced me to Terry. It was John who brought this friendship in my life. And I found John to be a wonderful human being. I learned quickly that... In this new job, this new place that I, where I was, that I could trust John's word and I could trust his smile. And just, just like that, John was gone. And I was just deeply saddened. It was at John's funeral that I heard a song that started me on the path to healing in a way from both my parents' death and from John's death as well. And the title of the song was Amazing Grace. My chains are gone. And what it reminded me in a profound way is that despite the separation and the sorrows that death brings, it also brings freedom. And there is peace on the other side. One of the things that I worried about my parents in Jamaica is how can I take care of them? They are there, and I am here. Jamaicans are a crime problem. It's no secret if any Jamaicans are in here and offended. We have a crime problem. I worried about my elderly parents being there alone. I don't worry anymore. There's peace on the other side. This Mother's Day, I will think of my mother, but in a happy way. Ultimately, I have found that when one's faith in God is incomplete, prayer is difficult. When you're not sure if you truly believe, prayer is difficult. When our faith in God at those times, when our faith is at its strongest, prayer becomes a part of who we are. Wherever you are on your journey, do not be afraid. Remember the Lord admonishes us. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek, this is a Christ speaking, and he says, I am meek and lowly in heart, 
and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is not just for the clergy. He wasn't speaking for the clergy. You know how some of those clergymen, some of these people in church, believe that they have a straight line to God that the rest of us don't have? Well, they don't. We have the same access. We can speak to God with the same freedom. We can communicate with him. It doesn't have to be a five-step process. One way. Jesus is here for all of us. There's much to be joyful about in our roles. And there's so much to give us anxiety and to cause us pain. This is why he needs us as mothers and as women to be people of compassion and people of courage. And if we let him through, if we let him through the gifts of his love and through the blessing of prayer and through his amazing grace, he will see us through. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.